rising artists. And as always, we have a great show for you today with the Justin Wade band. Um, and we got J- Justin Wade on, on the line today. And, you know, he's done really great stuff. And we're looking forward to getting to know him, his story, and talking about some music and life and everything. So, Justin, are you here? Yes. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Good. Yes, doing great. <laughs> so, through all this virus craziness, what's, how's life outside of that? Oh, man. It's music, sleep, and eat, <laughs> and then repeat. <laughs> <laughs> we know the feeling. It's like we do the same. You know, the one big thing I look forward to every day is our show. Um, yeah. I love yeah. doing this. We get to meet so many different people like you, and it's just really been interesting. You know, you're our 44th person this year. Man, that's that's mm-hmm. awesome. First and foremost, let me just thank you guys for having me on. You know, it's a true uh, pleasure for me to be a part of that. So thank you. Well, we appreciate it. So as we, oh, we get do. started, as we get started, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Small background, not not a, not big depth yet. Just a little bit about your background, what you, and and some hobbies you like to do outside of music. Just the basic stuff. Um, I was born and raised in Pennsylvania. Um, grew up on a on a farm, family farm. You know, we had a uh, chickens, cows, all the animals and stuff. Um, uh, some sports and stuff that I like. I've always been into sports, so I played football when I was younger in high school. And um, I remember being young, and my my father was in a band when I was younger, mm-hmm. a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I got my inspiration for music at a real young age, you know. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I remember. Cool. Yeah, I, I actually I was going through some pictures the other day. And I found this little baby picture of me. I must have been maybe three years old. And my dad had me sitting in a chair with a microphone up to me. And I had this little baby (laughs) Willie Nelson guitar. (laughs) Oh, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm sure you've got a lot of memories like that where where you're in your moment now with music. And you look back and you're like, man. I can see God leading all these different ways, and it just led me to where I am right here. Yeah, I mean, I just got the chills you just saying that because that, that's like my exact thoughts on the whole process. It's, you you might not see it unfolding at the time, but when you look back, it's mm-hmm. like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just <laughs> like um, we Sandy and I have been part of many different little business ventures, most failed, <laughs> but we've always made yeah. some money. And we've done so many different things and through the years. And Cindy and I were recently talking. And we're like, um, there were times where I'd be on the street and me and her, and I'd run into somebody. And I'm not talking about somebody I know. Look out if it's somebody I know. But I get to talking with somebody, and she would almost roll her eyes because she knows it's going to be an hour. <laughs> we might have to oh, yeah. 30 minutes. We're not being there in 30 minutes. And and we were joking about this recently because now conversations in our 17 years marriage with other people. Mm-hmm. And now when we look back, we're like, that prepared us for this show. Wow, yeah. Yeah, Never <laughs> it, <do> it did. <laughs> <laughs> because now, of course, you know, 
you know, you know, like your Bobby Bones and Ty Bentley and all of them, they had, you know, they talk five, ten minutes, and then they play twenty minutes of music or however long it is, and then talk five, ten minutes. But we don't have that luxury. Yeah. I mean, we have to hold a conversation with each artist for sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. There was just complete preparation for you, and you didn't even know it. That's right. So when is it? So when did you know that you were like, "This is what I was meant to do. I I cannot not do music." I mean, what age did you say, "I want to spend the rest of my life in this"? Man, let me get. I'll give you a little backstory on that, to be honest with you. You know, like I said, I, I was around music my whole life, and I had picked up a guitar at a very young age. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. I played pretty, you know, I, I played for a while for a few years, but then I had actually put the guitar down um, oh, wow. for, a few, for five, six, seven years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it wasn't until, oh, man, I'd say I got close to 30 where I actually even realized that I could sing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I played the guitar for, you know, 15 years or so, and I never, I just never, I never sung at all, you know. And um That's crazy. Yeah, I know, I know, um, but... um so when I finally did pick the guitar back up and and I started writing, I think I wrote my first song when I was 29 going, going on oh, 30. Wow. And, um, you know, after a couple years of, uh, doing some open mic nights out and everything like that, I kind of started getting into a little bit of a groove and I was searching for my first <laughs> band. I remember. And, um, mm-hmm. We went out and we played our first show, and it was like I knew that night, you know, (laughs) after my very first live show, I was like, man, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I remember um, back when we first launched in 2014, and I remember um, we pitched on Facebook that we were going to interview up-and-coming country artists. And mm-hmm. I remember the first person, somebody, a girl named Allison Steele from Two Still Girls, posted because I was like, I'm looking for people because I, I've been, I was connected to a lot of up and coming artists back then because we, we write lyrics and all that. So I was trying to connect with a lot of artists to help fulfill one yeah. of Sandy's dreams. And I remember mm-hmm. posting on there that we were launching a company called New Country Buzz, which is a little different name then, uh, but it was still eventually turned into New Country Buzz, and um. I remember posting that, and I remember Allison Steele said, what you need, I got you. So she Hmm. became our very, very, very first interview back in 2014, and I tell you, I was so nervous. But when we got into that that interview, something clicked in me that I'm supposed to do this. Now, granted, we had had a crazy time since because – you know, we we end up back then interviewing Kelsey Ballerini before anybody even knew who she was. Still think that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Then in 2015, we shut the New Country Buzz down, and then by 2018, I had a piece of me missing because I thought I, I, we got to finish what we started. So I told Sandy we got to relaunch, and yeah. then that led to the Chris and Sandy show. But yeah, you're right. You know about that. It's like when you got on that stage. 
you just knew. I, I, I get you on that because with that very first interview I ever did, I, I just fell in love with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing for me. It was like I fell in love with that feeling that the stage gives mm-hmm. you. It's unlike any other – there's nothing in the world that compares to it for me. Not a yeah. drug, not a, not a you know, <laughs> an event, nothing compares to that feeling for me. And that was like from my changing point, you know. Now, I was reading your bio a little bit, and you said you had a 10-year window that you kind of just almost gave up music. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, man, yeah, I did. Um, You know, everybody has their ups and downs in life, you know, and uh, when I was younger, like I said, I uh, put the guitar down for a little bit because I was too too interested in in women and, and partying at the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, like the partying took over and it was more like I was just worried about partying rather than women. And then it just became partying rather than anything Mm -hmm. else in life. And, um, you know, there was like a 10, 10 year span there that I battled with the addiction, um, Mm -hmm. to where I just didn't, I didn't do music. I didn't do anything, you know? Wow. And, um, you know, there was a lot of ups and downs, and, and thankfully, um, I'm so grateful to be at where I'm at today and be able to share my little bit of story um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe hopefully give somebody else some hope that, like, you know, that doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. You know, Amen. that people people are getting clean and people, you know, are living thriving lives after the fact, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, uh, because the reason I wanted to bring, I wanted you to talk about that a little bit when I seen it in your story, because as you know, because since you've been following us for a while, that I went through 19 years of addictions until mm-hmm. God healed me over 12 years ago. First five years was hell for my wife, but she was like a godsend. She was an angel. I mean, she looked, she didn't put me down. She loved me through the addiction, and God really sent her to me. To help heal mm. me, I really believe that. But yeah, I, I was like, you know, when I seen the addiction, part, I was like, you know, I gotta, I've got to bring that story in because I think because within the music industry there is a lot of that, and yeah. I think that's why when you get healed, that God brings you into certain situations to show other people that you know what, you did it, so can they. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, for a, for a while, to be honest with you, I kind of was. Um... I kind of kept it to myself, you know, people mm-hmm. knew, but, I, you know, in interviews and stuff, I didn't really talk about it. And I really, really strongly feel like now more than ever is the time to share our stories and, and, and to show yeah. the positivity that can come out of it because there it, it's just affecting everybody. You know, addiction is mm-hmm. affecting everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, what kind of job you have, um, you know, it has no boundaries when it comes to that. And it's about to get worse because people are locked in their homes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's, um, so um, what drives you now? Now that you've been, you've been through all this, you're finally on track and all that, what, dri- what motivates you to keep this thing going? 
Hmm. Well, for me, it's a lot of things. Um, actually, for the last couple of years, I actually uh, have a little routine that I do. And in the morning, hmm. one of my routines is uh, doing this gratitude list. Mm. Oh, wow. And I'll get up, I'll have my coffee, and I'll sit there and I'll think about, or sometimes I'll write down, you know, 10 things I'm grateful for every day. Oh, wow. You know, and for me, and for me, it just puts in perspective all the things that I have to work hard for and to continue to keep going. You know, family and and <clears throat> being number one on the list, you know. But aside from that, even things that we don't think about on a daily basis, just like being able mm-hmm. to get out of bed on my own, being yeah. able to see, you know, the little things sometimes. Is, yeah. You know. And, you know, this whole virus stuff is making people really look at their life and like, wow, I took so much for granted. Yeah, well, you know what? I was just having this conversation with uh, my wife, and um, we were just talking about that. Like, you don't realize how free, how much freedom we have on a daily basis and things mm-hmm. that we take for granted mm-hmm. on a daily basis, like just being able to get up and walk outside and go to the store if you want yeah. to, or to go to the gym if you yeah. want to. And like, hopefully the, this virus can bring some positivity out of, at, at the end of all this, that people like take a second and spend some more time with their families and take exactly. a second and be a little more grateful for the stuff and the freedom that we do have. Exactly. Cause like I've told several people because we do deliveries at night to help us stay afloat while we build our brand. And yeah. we, as we go through these different neighborhoods delivering food, we're you know you see you're seeing people in their yards playing with their kids. We we we've been doing this for over a year. We didn't really mm-hmm. see none of that until now. And yeah. so right. I'm hoping that this continues once all this is over because, again, you know, you need to do that. I mean, see, I find it ironic that people are. Most people are having to live the life Sandy and I have lived for 17 years because that, that's been our life <laughs> in our marriage. You know, we mm-hmm. homeschool our kids, We're, you know, our eight-year-old. Now, our one-year-old, of course, don't need schooling yet, but we homeschool our eight-year-old. And then we, um, we've been a 24-7 couple for 17 years of our marriage. So yeah. the way we have lived our life, everybody else has had an experience, what we've already known for years. Beautiful, man. Really cool. I, I, I... Yeah, I mean, I totally agree, you know. We were just uh I see the same thing, you know, you see people sitting down playing games with their families and posting it on social mm-hmm. media and stuff like stuff mm-hmm. people just didn't seem like they did before. Yeah. And to see yeah, it happening, right. it's it's a beautiful, you know, cuz I I try to take the positive. I mean, there's a lot of negativity yeah. going on right now, and I'm more mm-hmm. of like uh, the glass is half full type of person. You know, I so want to try to, mm-hmm. I want to try to find the positive things, even when everything looks gray. Exactly. We we get you on that. We we're, we've been that way all our marriage. That's why we, that's why we do what we do. Um, it is. But as you um, as you look back on your career so far, that you've had, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that. <laughs> Oh man, there's so there's been so many. Um, uh, I know one for me was a most more recent memory for me mm-hmm. is um, we got to play this venue in our hometown, mm-hmm. um, 
that, uh, you know, everybody goes and plays there. And we, we just couldn't get in, couldn't get in, couldn't get in. And some things oh, wow. happened to fall into place. And we got to play. It's, uh, the place is called the Cowboys. It's in Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. But being being from Pennsylvania, being able to get go there and play there for all, you know, our hometown people and stuff, man, it was just like, wow, I'm so grateful, <laughs> you know, to be able to yeah. do something like this in my hometown, you know. That is awesome. So what are a few more moments where you're like, you know, I mean, to share a couple moments. I mean, of course you've had a lot, but yeah, just a couple moments. Um, <clears throat> some other stuff is like being able to uh, get together with some different artists that, you know, I'm if I wasn't doing music, I necessarily wouldn't have been able to. Um, yeah. You know, I'll give a few shout outs to my man, Frank Vieira. Um Love that dude. He's been like a very uh, huge influence on me. Um, oh, wow. Work with some guys like David Granati, TC Davis. Um, shout out to all them guys. Um, I think, you know, like, look at, you know, uh, we just put a video together on YouTube for the new song we just uh-huh. released. It's called T shirt. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to make a video. And, um, all this stuff happened with the virus, and I was like, well, this is perfect. I can go in, I'm edit a quick video, did it real quick, just to give people something to look at so they could maybe, like, have a little bit of yeah. sense of n- normalcy mm-hmm. right now or, you know. And so I put this little video together, and I was just watching it the other day, and it had a bunch of different memories of some stuff we did. And, like, oh, wow. we just went to Harrisburg and uh, about a year ago. We went to Harrisburg, and we released um, – our, mm-hmm. one of our singles, Story to Tell and Woman, on uh, mm-hmm. Good Day PA. And, yeah. you know, it's channel uh, 27 out of ABC. And I just never would have imagined that I would have been able to have that opportunity. Oh, wow. You know, being able to go on TV and, like, it was it was such a blessing. You know, like I said, coming from where I came from 10 years ago, you just you you never think that anything like that's ever going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Now I always like to, as they call, flip the script a little bit. You know, we mm-hmm. talked about the highs of your career so far. <clears throat> I want to flip it to talk about the other side of it, the struggles, the sacrifice, and I'm going to tell a little story that will guide us on where I want this to go. When we interviewed Allison Steele back in 2014 from Two Steel Girls. One of the questions I asked her back then was if you were an up-and-coming artist, what advice would you give them? <clears throat> and she was full-time in music at that point, and she said that um, this is going to sound funny coming from an artist that's full-time. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. And she went on to explain that the sacrifices we have to make, our whole family has to sacrifice we have to exercise different than people. We have to have sleep different. We have to eat different. If we have a death today in the family, guess what? If we got a gig tonight, we got to get on that stage and pretend it didn't even happen. We we have so we said once you go full time, it's a game changer, and then it becomes sometimes because it's a job, and sometimes it becomes a rut. And she goes, yes, we have passion for this, but there are times you don't want to do it, but you have no choice. So she said, so if your heart 
won't uh, won't allow you to do anything else outside of music, then go all in because the only way to make it. And that's kind of where I want to go with this right now is what you know is her thought. What do you think about her thoughts? And what are some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are even right now? Man, I can totally relate to a lot of the stuff that you you know she said. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I mean, I, I would, I would, I would and, agree. And, I would agree. You know. And, and I want to tell you why I say this. This is, you know, this will help you to, to why you want you'd want to share all this. Um, the reason I bring this up every, every episode, is because one thing we're different. That's, I want this. I want people to see that side of it. But a lot of people will. I'm sure you've heard it. Well, you you need to go get a real job. That's not a real job. You know, the public don't understand. What it's behind an artist, and I always tell people, don't tell artists to get a real job because they got something better, a passion to live for. That's different. And and you wear all these hats. You you have twenty jobs, to be honest with you, especially mm-hmm. when you're not a big artist. You know, you you have ten, twenty job balance all this. And I don't think the public understands that, and that's why I try to bring it out of artists. Say, you know, tell me, what do you go through, so that people can yeah. understand. Yeah, well, and that's just it. I mean, you said it perfectly. Like people don't really understand. They they come to a show. It's supposed to be from eight to ten, and they get to the show at seven. You know, they see you perform, and then you know they leave and you leave. But what they don't see is all the sacrifices you put in for the weeks and the months and the nights. You know, the nights practicing just that alone. Um. You know, the hours upon hours, like for myself personally, I practice two hours a day mm-hmm. at, at, the, at the minimum, um, you know, but with that being said, I'm an independent artist. So for me, I'm not only the songwriter, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm the publisher. I'm the mm-hmm. booking agent. I'm the PR. Like I do, I have to do everything. Um, yeah. And for me, sometimes that means a lot, actually not sometimes, a lot of times it means sacrificing a lot of things that, you you know, you normally wouldn't want to. And for me, my biggest thing, my biggest sacrifice that I have to, that I've had is time with my family. Yeah. You know, um, I just, for me, what, what, what helps continue to keep me going in this path and this journey is like mm. not wanting my family and my kids to go through. Yeah. Not only is it my passion, but I, you know, not wanting my family to have to go through the same struggles I did. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, and I think a lot of times too, and, and people don't get y'all's passion. I get it because we got the same type of passion because even though we're, we don't sing, we're still within the music industry. And but I think a lot of people miss this because um and, and like you see people on Facebook talking about I wish my son would be a doctor or lawyer mm. or this <laughs> or that and I cringe and here's why I've got stories where I've sat down with people and I want parents to hear this as I said and again this is one of the things I see every episode I've got friends that are 15 years in their career who I've sat down with. Who, who you sit and they're like they're miserable, and I'm like, what do you mean you're miserable? You've got all, you've got this big house, you've got this great family, you've got this great career, and they're like, that's the problem. 
Like, what do you mean? The career. Like, well, you went through all the schooling for your career and your 15 years mm-hmm. in your career. It's like, but it's not what I wanted. Like, what do you mean it's not what you wanted? And they always say, oh, this is my parents' dream. This is never my dream. Mm-hmm. So, the, so mm-hmm. they're now destroying their life. They're drinking. They're doing drugs. They're, they're almost destroying their marriages, all because their parents pushed them in an area that did not fit who they were. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. I mean, and that's so unfortunate. I've never personally had to deal with anything like that. You know, I've been fortunate enough to uh, kind of pick and choose my lane, you know. Um, yeah, and that's good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because, again, it's, you know, you, you want to get to a point where you're doing what you feel like you're called to do. And I've, I've actually had some conversations with parents in the past where I've told, where I've told one parent years ago, well, who said that I wish my son would do this? And I'm like, well, what if? Just what if? Just and I tell him, hear me out. What if what you're trying to take away from your son is the exact thing that God is trying to push it his way, and mm. you just steal what God's doing? Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's heavy, and most people don't realize that. And you know, like I was saying, for me, I mm. feel like. I feel like that's one of the top reasons why I continue to follow music is because I yeah. truly wholeheartedly feel that even if I never, even if from today on I didn't make money doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be 100% honest with you, I still feel like it's something that I need to do on a daily basis. I think it's probably healing for you too. I mean, it most definitely is, you know, just being an inspiration, being able to inspire people and, and to show people that, like, you know, their dreams, no matter what they could be or what they are, can be reached with some hard work and determination, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love where this is going. And at this point is where we will take a small break and we're going to play your song T-shirts so that everybody can hear you know what it was about and when we come back from the break in the, in the song we're going to talk about that how's that sounds good man hey everyone we have partnered with another great podcast called the sports guys podcast you can find them over at the sportsguyspodcast.com the sports guys podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
first saw your face And I even remember the place It was Pittsburgh Back in 93 And you were standing there all alone You had your high heels And your daisy dukes on And I couldn't believe Just what you were doing to me Three weeks, not a time has passed I wouldn't trade to stand in my hourglass And you slip right on into my teeth Cause when you rock my t-shirt Thank you. So what brought that song out? Um, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, like T-shirt. Um, <clears throat> a few different things really did for me, like mm. number one being my wife. Um, mm-hmm. She's an inspiration for a lot of my, my music that I write, um, mm-hmm. particularly for this one. You know, just she's like my number one supporter. Oh, wow. Um, in, in, in every, every aspect, you know, and just seeing all the things she does and, you know, I got some pictures of her in some of our t-shirts, the Justin Wade band t-shirts and stuff. And 
like I said, if you if you have some time to go onto YouTube, subscribe to our page and stuff, and and watch mm-hmm. the video, little video I put together. I put a picture in yeah. there of her in in one of our T-shirts. Um, so mainly <laughs> her for me, <laughs> but <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole the whole concept of t-shirt could be relatable to anybody you know that new fresh yeah. relationship that you're in um mm-hmm. you know your 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 uh girlfriend or your boyfriend spends the night at the house and you get up the next day and you see him in one of your t-shirts <laughs> yeah i remember old times mm-hmm. And it's just you know for me it's for me that's that was like the basis of the idea seeing somebody that you're in love with or somebody that you have yeah. a crush on you know jumping around in your t-shirt or just wearing it for in general you know yeah so one of my questions is always um, who is your biggest supporter well you already you already kind of said that your wife so tell us a story where she did something that helped your career or whatever, where you're like, wow, she really is behind me. Let's prop her around right. here. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's my, she's definitely my rock, my number one supporter, when, not only when it comes to music, but just anything in life, you know. Um, mm-hmm. She believed in me whenever I couldn't believe in myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kind of like the same story. You you was telling me how Sandy was always there for you. My wife has always been there for me. She never turned her back on me, no matter what was going on. And um, yeah. for that in, in itself, I'm forever grateful to her. Um, yeah, and you know, but the music lifestyle is tough as it is. So you know, she's got to be a special kind of wife to be able to help you build around that lifestyle. And and she is, and she does a, such a great job at it. You know. A lot of stuff she helps she helps out with a lot of behind the scenes stuff you know that most people don't mm-hmm. know about, so I definitely have to give her a huge shout out for all the stuff she does you know um, I awesome. actually yeah, mm-hmm. it is I mean, and I'm blessed it's a lot of work in itself, <laughs> but to have somebody that's on your team and you know wants to give it hundred and fifty percent just like you do is a blessing mm-hmm. that is really great. Um, do you have some stories of, say, you know, maybe your band members or maybe people outside of your wife? Because we know she's your number one supporter. But as they say, an artist it takes a team to do what they do. Who are some some people and one or two stories of people that, as you've grown through through this career, that that's stepped up to the plate to go to that next level? Mm. Well, right off the bat, my lead guitarist, Bobby Thompson, let's give him a big shout out. Him and, uh, I mean, he's, uh, this kid's amazing. He, uh, he's a little phenom when it comes to the, comes to the guitar. And, you know, that little, that little riff that you hear in t-shirt, I remember when we were throwing the idea around back and forth to each other about the song and, um, we had gotten together and like, he came up with that in less than five minutes. That bow, 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 oh, wow. bow, you know that whole <laughs> that whole lick. But mm. he's just, uh, you know, him and, and him and my um, bass player Rob Sinchak. I mean, they're some of the best musicians that I've ever been blessed to play with, you know, and and to mm-hmm. write with. And 
it's just amazing for me. Like I'm still, some days I look back and I'm like, man, I still, I get to play with these guys. <laughs> like, you know, cause as they say, you're only as good as your team. That's it. You know, that's it. And speaking of, you know, not to go back uh, to my wife here real quick. Um, I want to say <laughs> I, uh, there's a song I, I, I wrote specifically actually for her. It's called woman. You can find it everywhere. Um, you can stream music and stuff too. I uh, actually wrote that whole song for her about our relationship. From we actually dated when we were in high school. Oh wow! So <laughs> we dated when we were in high school, and then we both went our separate ways for some years, mm-hmm. and then ended up getting back together. And the song's called "Woman," needless to say, but it's our real life yeah. story. Oh well. And, you know, there's something that I love about our show. Um, lately, we've been bringing on people that happen to be married. Um, not everybody's mm-hmm. married that would come on our show, but lately, that, that's just the way it seems like it's been. And yeah. the connection that couples have through music, it's just been an amazing thing to listen to. <laughs> and I love that because, you know, my, Sandy and I really feel like part of our – part of our – purpose has to do with marriage ministry and stuff like that so we're kind of getting to see all that even through what we do here so god's really showing us that you don't have to have a ministry per se to still affect lives and i love that right and that's just the beautiful thing with music in general is i feel like it can invoke any emotion at any given time depending Mm -hmm. on the situation it's the one thing that can give you every single type of, of emotion that there is Exactly, and usually my wife has done a little bit more, but a one-year-old kind of woke up from her nap, so that's you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm still in here a little bit, but that our one-year-old woke up from her nap and needed mama, uh-huh. so so hey, you have it. So, so, so she's yeah. in and out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I can totally relate. I got a few kids of my own. I know. Yeah. <laughs> So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would y'all write about? Mm. Man. Well, there's two people. There's two There's two um, that come right to mind. Um, the first one being Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. and, and, oh, wow. and just all those guys. Um, and um, the second being probably would have to say Garth Brooks. Oh wow, that would be a good one. Yeah. And what would um, you want to write about? Man, they they got so many. <laughs> they've had so many good <laughs> songs. I'd probably, I mean, I'd probably uh, something upbeat, you know, with both of them. Um, with with Skinner, I would like to write something probably about like uh, my life and who I am mm-hmm. as a person, kind of like what the same kind of feel of their music was. Yeah. Um, and with Garth, I think I'd get a little, little more um, personal. Try to get a little more personal with him, you know. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I do- totally let them lead the way, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and you know we always, um, we always let um, our little one come on, our eight-year-old, and ask one question. He loves this part of the show because we are a family-run show. And when Caitlin gets older, she's one. We hope to include her too. <laughs> but Chris is about to come on to ask you a question. Yes, okay. here he is. Here's Christopher. Hi, Justin. What's your favorite food? 
How you doing, Chris? My uh, my favorite food. Oh boy, see that's a hard one for me. And I'll give you a little backstory on it. My wife, she's a uh, she's a five star chef, and um, literally, and um, and she's she's such a good cook that I have a hard time going and eating out. <laughs> um, and uh, the funny thing is, is every time she'll cook dinner. And I'll say, ooh, I get all excited and say, that's my favorite. So, like, the ongoing joke in our house is, is that everything's my favorite, and that doesn't hold any weight. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's yours? But if, pizza. If, okay, go ahead. Pizza's your favorite? Uh-huh. I was just going to say, that's awesome. I was just going to say, but if I had to pick one thing that would be my go-to, it would be pizza. Because it can come in so many different forms, shapes, and sizes. So yeah. how about that, buddy? Yep. And you can eat it hot or cold. Mm-hmm. Bye. See you, bud. Yeah, he, yeah he he's goes, quick with his question. Yeah. He's like, in and out. That's yeah. it. Hey, you got to teach them while they're young. That's how you do it. That's awesome. Yep, yeah, which, he loves know, to be I've a always, part of the show. Yep. I always told people that, you know, how do you inspire purpose and passion into your – and it's by having them watch you live yours out. And that's yeah. what we're trying to do oh, here. Yeah. You know, be, mm. So important. Because, again, we want – you know, I'm not going to be one of them parents that he has to go to college. I'd like him to go to college, but I'm not going to be one of them yeah. parents that he has to do it a certain way. I want him to find his own way on what he feels God's leading, and hopefully we yeah. will – We'll be able to guide him enough so that by the time he gets 18, 19, 20, he will be able to go that route um, and really feel where he's supposed to be. Right. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> so if if you look back at your life, is there one song out there that you've heard from somebody that would describe your life? Not gonna, I'm not saying the whole song's going to be your life, but you know, if there's one song that kind of describes your life, what what song would that be? Ooh. Man. <laughs> You're giving me all these tough questions. I'm known for that. Um, I would have to say Simple Man by Skinnerd. Oh wow, that's a good one. You know, um Yeah. Because you're just a simple man, huh? Yeah, I try to be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta be, because you know, for the people, see, for people that are simple like us, although it still hurts what's happening in our society right mm-hmm. now, but for the people that are not simple and complicated and have to have this and they have to have that, they're the ones that are struggling bad. Yeah. You know, the people that's been living that simple life for a while, they're, you know, they're, although they hate what's going on, they're like, well, I do this anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's just it. That's what I mean. I can totally relate to that because I don't need all this fancy glitz and glamour or, you know, all this and that done on a daily basis to just be yeah. happy, you know? Mm-hmm. We're if the you, same way. Um, yeah. Now, if you had a magic wand, and I'll tell you why I'm asking it this way in a minute, but if you had a magic wand and what you're about to say will actually come true in where would you be in five years? And the reason I'm asking that, to give you some time to think about that, the reason I'm asking 
it this way. Is this past February was the five-year anniversary of us, us asking that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. And that her answer yeah. that she gave then is how she's living exactly right now. And I'm one of them that mm-hmm. really believes that, that you've got to have a vision for your future. You've got to know where you're going or you'll, you won't like where you get there. So I, want, I don't want the fluff answer that I just want to be doing music. And, again, that's great. I want the deeper part. Where would you be in five years? I would say for me, I'm envisioning in five years, we would be sitting front row at the CMAs. We'd have a number one song on the charts. And personally, just being at a point in five years from now that I'm able to take care of my entire family and friends through my music. So they wouldn't have to worry anymore, you know? That's the kind of answers I like. You know, I want, you know, because, again, a lot of times when people come on for interviews, the hosts don't really push. They'll ask almost the same question, but they don't Mm -hmm. push for the deeper Mm -hmm. answer. I want the deeper answer. That's why I word it the way I word it, because I I want the real, what's inside of you to come out. Right. Yeah, and I I mean, I totally – I like that you do that because it really makes you think about everything rather than just a quick one-word answer, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had a – let's say you had a friend, and this friend was pretty good. You listen to him him or her, and um, you're like, man, they really got a good sound. Their voice, their tone is good. They got something. They got a they got a little package there, and let's say they've done five ten shows. They're still a little nervous, but they've done five or ten shows, and they feel in their heart that this is what they're supposed to be doing. What advice would you give that will help guide them for the next two, three, four years? Get ready to put in a lot of work, a lot of hard work. Um, you're ready for some long nights, you know, and 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 I would tell them just. Honestly, I tell them to just look at me like hopefully I could be an inspiration to them. Like, look at my story. Mm. You see me mm. go from doing the same thing you're doing right now and working hard and keeping con- being consistent at it and just um, keep calling and keep sending emails and keep reaching out and keep networking. And before you know it, all that hard work starts to pay off. I love that answer. Now, as we get – I could talk all night long, but as we get to the last question here, is there any question that you kind of wish hosts like us would ask but never do? Hmm. I've never really thought about that. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. Because, that's something that I'm definitely going to think on that. Because I, cause I think that a, a lot – I, we you, we actually use this question to build our show, and some questions that we've asked have come because of that one question. Because we, right. we want to bring out the best in the artists, you know. And I, I believe that sometimes an artist can have to say, you know what, I just wish somebody would have asked this, and they never do, or ask us about this, and they never do. And then I'm like, you know, I like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. a really good one, you know. So, and I don't ask, and 
we've I've been given all kinds of answers on that one. And not every time do I ask the same stuff of of that, which I probably should. On so a few questions I probably should ask every time, but I don't. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's definitely an interesting answer from a lot of different people. Right. Um, honestly, for me, I'd have to that, – that's like something I think that I would have to think of, think on for a little while because nothing really pops to my mind. I think that you – you know, you guys specifically have lo- have asked a lot of great questions, um, and I don't really feel – I don't feel like at the end of this interview, you know, I don't feel like there isn't that one thing that's burning that I wish you would have asked. You know, I feel like we've covered a, a, a wide variety of stuff. And that's our goal. That's you know, again, I yes, want the artists is. when they leave our show to feel like, okay, that was a thorough interview. That that was not an interview, but it was a conversation, a dialogue between a couple right. of people that felt like friends. That's where that's where we try to bring our show, and uh, we we just want it to be a dialogue, not necessarily an interview. Right, and I think you guys totally hit that on the mark. You know, for sure, I feel like people are gonna be able to listen to you know this show specifically and and know a little bit more about justin wade and justin wade band and and i really appreciate you guys for that and we appreciate you saying that that that's perfect that's a great way to end so tell people self-promotion time how they can reach you okay so you can find justin wade band on all streaming platforms spotify itunes you name it um and all social media links, YouTube, all that stuff at Justin Wade Band. Um, and also our website at Justin Wade Band. So. That is awesome. And you know what? We really enjoyed having you today. Hey, it was a pleasure for me and my family to be able to do this. So we're really grateful for you guys and everything you do. And oh, keep thank your passion you so much. And keep your passion for your wife the way you got it. That is awesome. If you keep that yes, the way it is. Yes, we love that. You'll be mm-hmm. you'll be one of the few that make it till death do you part. Mm, right. And that's that's the that's the end goal here. <laughs> and, and you know what? We appreciate it. And hopefully, maybe in six months to a year, whatever, as you get more stuff going, we'd love to have you back on the show to get some updates. Man, and I would love to be back. You know, thanks again for everything you guys have done for me, and not, you know, not only me, just all the artists out there. You guys are uh, what helps keep us going. Well, we appreciate it, and we will be in touch yes, with you real soon. Yeah. All right, you guys take care. You, you too. Hey, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed the show today. Really great guy. Go find his stuff online. Go uh, look him up. Buy his merch. Because in this day and time, it's really tough for the up-and-coming artists, independent artists, um, with where they can't do shows. So go support him. Um, and as always, Tomorrow, we got another great show coming at you because you know what? All these artists are great in our eyes. Talk to you later.